0: hey welcome back to the show we are so glad you're listening this is let them eat takes eight the ocho the octuplet of our growing family of pod babies a proud moment for us all i don't think i have any corrections to issue this week it is coming to you a few days late and as you know the sports world moves fast but so is life and sometimes you get to things when you get to them This one's a bit long. Uh, We're still trying to figure out how to make those hasty takes a little more hasty. But there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. And if you don't mind a little extra content, a few extra laughs, then settle right in. This is Let The Meat Takes.
1: Bonjour and welcome to Let the Meat Takes, the sports podcast for the Outrage Era. I am Jonathan. I'm joined once again by Scott and the West Coast and Justin on the East Coast. Wee-wee. Oui, oui. I'm also joining from the East Coast and today we are so excited because it's we have actual sports that have happened. We're not yeah, just we talking do. about the idea of sports.
0: Now we we're get not to talking about
1: politics
0: either. We're not talking about any oh, stupid gosh. races in Alabama. We're not talking about we are going to talk about COVID-19 because let's face oh, it, how you just can can't not? escape it.
1: However, we get to make fun of takes that are actually sports related instead of just I don't know sports theory. Is that what you would call that? The, th- the idea of sports?
2: I guess the previous
1: stuff was sports adjacent. That's as we continues. call it. We'll kick it off with some hasty takes. <laughs> We'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, as quickly as, uh, I want to get this out of the way as quickly as Atlanta United got out of that MLS's back tournament in Orlando. Oh, time's uh, up. Let's go. Uh, oh, I'm uh. like, they were like <laughs> how, can we go back and practice at our very nice practice facility in Metro Atlanta? Because uh, this Orlando weather is just not cutting for me. And all the players obliged. They decided to not play defense, not play offense, not really do much in the midfield. And when you play that way, you get beat and then you get beat, and then you get beat a third time. Zero goals, zero wins. Our uh, incredibly knowledgeable and passionate Atlanta United fan, a fan base, of course, wants to go out in the middle of the street and light themselves on fire. As a tradition sort of, in As a tradition in Atlanta. <clears throat> because for the first time ever, they're not kicking everyone's ass six to nothing. So the uh, reason I wanted to get that out of the way is because I heard a – I didn't hear. I read – one Of the best descriptions of uh experiencing loss, sports loss, I've read in a while, probably since the Falcons lost Super Bowl. But uh, don't even go there. this isn't even on the same too, level as Super too Bowl, soon. But, this, but this this is very good. Um, so uh, Atlanta, United, Twitter's, Atlanta United's Twitter account posted the final in the last game one to nothing. We lost to Columbus Crew. The official Twitter posted that and somebody commented on there. Um, My son won't stop crying. Told me he had a special dance prepared for when we scored a goal this tournament. Said he had been working on it all of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> he has never given that up. Op- he was never given that opportunity. <laughs> and now he's whimpering in the corner. <laughs> Leave Frank and Disney World. <laughs> hashtag DeBoer out.
0: <laughs> that is uh, his... The, his display name is a uh, hashtag DeBoer is gone, but his username handle is at DeBoer
1: must go. That's a lot of commitment. I wonder him. how he felt when he got the news that Debor and Atlanta had mutually agreed to part ways. They probably went for ice cream. He's going
0: to if he's going to be true to his name and be a man of integrity, he's going to follow. Uh, he's going to follow DeBoer, Frank Debore, wherever he goes next, and that's going to be his battle cry. There, like if he goes and you know. You know, God forbid, if he goes and does Brazilian club soccer where they might decapitate you because you pulled out a yellow card in the wrong moment. You know, he's gonna go there. It's all right. Got to get this guy out of here.
2: So you- when when the team and De Boer uh, agreed to part ways, do you think the team just kind of shoveled them on over to like the international section of Disney and just dropped them off? They're like, you're home. See you.
1: We are told uh one of these uh one of these places around Epcot is Holland. So uh, just go find good it luck. and uh good luck. Enjoy some chocolate. He
0: got locked up in the same space that they're uh, keeping all the song of the south stuff from Splash Mountain. In case you didn't realize, it's <laughs> being rebranded in case you didn't didn't hear yeah, the news.
1: I guarantee you this kid from this tweet probably did his dance when he read that news the next day.
0: Oh yeah.
2: I had anyway. like three, four months to work on it. I hope it was a really good dance. It
1: probably wasn't. He but probably I hope got it was. from Fortnite. Let's just be real. It's a Fortnite yeah. dance, one hundred percent of Fortnite dance. Um. Anyway, uh, Atlanta United. Uh, yeah, they're fine. They got good players. They'll figure it out. Next, Trevor Bauer, my favorite, tw- tw- my favorite Twitter personality slash pitcher, and I want to say at his is first start of the year. He struck out like. Tons of people. He's starting really, the actual sports stuff is doing pretty well. I don't have those numbers in front of me, though. He was, uh, uh, however, he was pushing, um, I don't know if this is a paid advertisement, by uh, Momentum, which uh, is a brand of apparel. And they're introducing this bold statements line. For those who aren't afraid to show the world what they think. Trevor Bauer, which just Trevor Bauer? Which is you know that's Trevor Bauer T. He said, "For those who are asking about the Barry Bonds, is a Hall of Famer shirt, go ahead and get yourselves one now." So I don't feel strongly about Barry Bonds. Well, actually, we've probably t- I think we've talked about steroids before. I'm going to read you the ones you can purchase right now from Bold Statements Wear It Lab. Uh, baseball spelled in the Spanish way. I don't know why Esbol. that's a bold statement. To say baseball (laughs) in Spanish, but apparently that's a bold bold
2: translation. Like
1: how how bold of you to say to write baseball in Spanish? There's a joke Uh, here,
0: but I feel like it probably will age like milk, so I'm not right. Barry Bonds (laughs) is a Hall of
1: Famer. You can get steroid saved baseball. That's a hot take. And then you get one that's Houston cheated. The reason I wanted to bring this up, guys, we're gonna have to post this in our Instagram. If you could see these shirts. They The font that these are written in could not be smaller. Like, yeah,
2: like you got to be like on these people's nipples <laughs> yeah. to read these
1: words, man. You literally have to be like definitely violating social distancing rules up on their chest to go, ah, I see you feel strongly about Barry Bonds being in the Hall of Fame. And, 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 and that would crack me up because if it's really that bold, should I not be able to read it from at least three feet away? Yeah, I would <laughs> guess this is probably about 20-point font
0: that you would print off a piece of paper but on a shirt. Like, they clearly, <laughs> I don't know. The, bold takes in black on black so you can't right. read it. It's like Literally. black t-shirt, gray print. It's like, bear Ponds is, is all a favor. Barry Ponds is all a favor. That's the, <laughs> that's what the t shirts not like Nike being just do it! <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Win
1: or nothing. My favorite reply on this uh, advertisement that Trevor Bauer was pushing was, the graphic design team is on a budget. We've got text on apparel. (laughs) (laughs) Bold statements. Wear it loud. Wear it loud, y'all. That is the tagline. Wear it loud in size 12 font.
2: Uh, Recently... I think it was Madden ratings that came out, right? Do they do an update or they release it?
0: Yeah, they come out with the Madden 2021 or Madden 21, whatever they're calling it. uh, So is it
1: like an event to release the ratings before the game comes out? Yeah, it is. They they do.
0: They like leak it out like a top
2: five. I don't know. They start with like, you know, top five centers or something nobody cares about. And they're like, we'll show you the top five of each position group and work their way to like receiver and quarterback. And once they do that, then they're like, and here's all of them. And as soon as they give them all out, it's nothing but players and fans complaining that they're rated too low or whatever, right? Right. So one of the real, you know, points of contention is always speed. Everybody wants to be fast, um, but a lot of times you have actual, tested, quantifiable speed metrics, and it's like not really that subjective, right? You literally measure how fast somebody's running. You know who's faster and slower. Uh, it doesn't stop athletes from being very confident. Right. So uh, Chad Kelly, um, also known by his rap handle of Swag Kelly. I believe he had a burgeoning rap career for a while. So please y'all stop. Go check that no. out. Yeah. Check out Swag Kelly. Uh, uh, I believe it was something along the the lines of can't stop me. Swag Kelly. See these TDs, Swag Kelly. Uh, and every line, I believe, ended with Swag Kelly. So that's some <laughs> some bold statements right there. Put that on a T-shirt.
0: Chad Kelly. So,
2: anyway, so Chad Kelly came out and said, besides um, besides Lamar Jackson, I'm the fastest quarterback in the NFL. Race me. He's challenging <laughs> everybody to a race.
1: <laughs> what is he, in third grade?
2: <laughs> yeah, so for starters, yeah, that's absolute third grade nonsense.
0: Um, I mean, I'm looking at his uh, Madden rating right now, and he has 80 speed, which is pretty good. For a quarterback, um, yeah, it, like
2: it might be a little bit of an overestimate, but like he can run pretty well like, for a quarterback.
0: Yeah, he, they have him faster than Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is—he, you know—that's not really the part of his game that people focus on. But okay. is he
1: faster than Aaron Rodgers? Though I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is old. Yeah, this was—they're probably taking his forty time when he came out of Cal, right? Right, but there's there's no way he's. uh yeah. he's
2: not faster than Kyler Murray or
1: Roethlisberger. You know. or I'm Deshaun. pretty sure he's faster than Roethlisberger.
0: Right. So that Patrick Mahomes and is 81 speed. Russell Wilson has 86 speed. Lamar Jackson does have 96 speed, which is like, you know, Whew. the fat. And that is by far the fastest rating for any quarterback in the game.
1: That's like uh, Michael Vick speed when Vick was on Madden. Yeah. Right. Like back think,
2: when Vick broke Madden, he was a straight up cheat code.
1: He really yeah. was. So, I don't know. The
0: Madden ratings are trash. It's all speculative, and they always don't make sense. Like, Drew Brees still has a 93 overall rating, even though his arm strength is just absolute garbo. The one stat that he just really blows up on compared to other quarterbacks is awareness, but the people who made the Madden game apparently didn't see some of the statements he made about a month ago. Otherwise, they probably would have lowered that a little bit.
1: Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, I don't play Madden as much as uh, other people. I do play a lot of FIFA. They do this thing in FIFA that I don't think translates to Madden, but in FIFA, it's fun to go through all the young stars, the next up-and-coming stars, and uh, their potential rating is usually tied to what nation they're from. They Which have if you think that sounds a little xenophobic or racist. That's because it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: so uh, anyway, yeah. Check out Swag Kelly's disc- discography. The fastest rapper known to man. You heard it here first.
0: Race me, but unless you're Lamar Jackson.
2: So we're talking about NFL quarterbacks, right? Right. It's a uh, sort of an ongoing thing. People always talk about quarterback contracts, right? When the guys on a rookie contract, he's a. If he's good, he's a bargain from a money standpoint. And then people get in trouble when you start paying the 10th or 12th or 15th best quarterback a lot of money, right? Because then they're making the same amount of money as Tom Brady, and now you're at a competitive disadvantage, right? So anyway, Andrew Brandt, who I guess writes for uh, Sports Illustrated, I think now, but I think he used to be a front office guy. Uh, he had an interesting take on this, which is paying elite quarterback contracts does not hamstring teams to field contenders. This does, and this is a list of dead money for different NFL teams from 2018 to 2020.
0: <laughs> yeah, things like the Giants <laughs> with 110. Scotty, what is dead money? Is that yeah, mean- explain to the to the layman?
2: Yeah. So, NFL is a salary cap league, right? When you sign a player and then cut him your contract may still stipulate that for this year or next year or two years from now you still have to pay them some portion of that money Um. so i agree to pay you ten million dollars a year for four years well if i cut you this year i still got to pay for this year and next year i might have to pay seven and then after that five and then after that four or however the contract is structured and that's so basically yeah dead yeah it can yeah So dead money is how much you're paying for players to be retired or playing on another team.
1: I got you, I follow.
2: So you'll notice the teams at the top of this list, uh, Giants, Dolphins, Cardinals, Jaguars, Bills, Broncos, Panthers, Browns, Rams, Jets. Of those 10 teams, I think you have one team that made the playoffs in the last three years over that time.
0: Really? I think they all look like great postseason contenders to me.
2: Yeah, it's looking rough.
0: As soon as Sam Darnold gets over his mono, the Jets are going to take off, man. Yeah.
2: So, it is true. Quarterback contracts get a lot of uh, publicity as far as, you know, is this guy being paid $10 million too much or whatever? But a bad front office that just sets $35 million on fire every season is an even bigger disadvantage.
0: Right. I'm assuming this was uh, tweeted out in response to Pat Holmes' contract worth. And I get it. You know, $450 million is a lot of money, especially when you put it in the context of, oh, did you know that's more money than the GDP of Tonga?
2: (laughs) Wow. So that's a (laughs) phenomenal phenomenal right. trivia question uh i don't i don't think that this was necessarily directly in response to mahomes because i think everybody's on board with saying hey pay mahomes all the money he wants right he's earned the, it yeah the issue is when people are like okay well you know dak prescott's not really a top five quarterback exactly how much do you pay him those that's where people have you know well, he's a he's base. a dallas
0: cowboy quarterback so you know, he's got to be, you know, he's not number three or four
2: or five. Or, you got to pay him in oil. That's what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Try and get uh, that oil. Justin, can you tell me about the dumbest guy in Nashville?
0: You mean, is it Clay Travis? Yes. Yes, it is. is he Nashvilleian? Yeah, I oh, think man. so. Makes me he's not want proud, to go to Nashville.
1: He's a proud Nashvillian.
0: Makes me want to not go to Nashville. Yeah, so I guess Clay Travis went on a rant recently about, uh, you know, he was talking about how NFL fans are laying about 10 to 20K fans per home game. Uh, Clay Travis is a a big-time Tennessee Titans fan. I guess I should have deduced that he was Nashvillian based on that. But – um He's on his show. I don't know why he would have beef with the Atlanta Falcons, but he decided to to uh, have a bone to pick with the Falcons. And he said, oh, yeah, 10 to 20K fans per home game. That's basically an Atlanta Falcons crowd anyway. You know, I'm sure he got like a lot of people are like, yeah, 28 to three those. You know, the Falcons are kind of an easy target on social oh, media.
2: Did the Falcons lose an important game one time? This is
0: news. Wow. Wow. Shocker yeah. to us all.
2: It's okay. I bet uh, historically we're very good
0: though, right? <laughs> anyway, we might not uh Falcons maybe not leading the way in uh getting championships, but they're really not doing that bad in terms of uh, you know, fan attendance because one smart person who uh, likes to use facts and data to support his argument, Ie not Clay Travis, retorted with, "Oh, here's are the home game rankings." for attendance for all the NFL teams in 2019 Atlanta's sitting at number 10, which is good. Not great, but that's about 11 points higher than the Tennessee Titans. So I don't know. 11 spots,
1: 11 spots higher.
0: Excuse me. 11 spots higher.
2: Tennessee is sandwiched right between the Washington football players and Jacksonville. So that's not exactly
0: where
1: you, right. you don't want to be I right will. next to them in any stack. So to be fair, which I don't know why I want to be fair with Claire Chavis, but I will, I will concede that that was probably our, how many tickets we sold, whether there were many people, that many people at those games last year. Hmm, probably not. I saw a lot of emptiness, but Wait, uh, that's how every team counts them. It is how right. every team counts it, but I, I watched some Falcons games, not a lot, still hurt, but I watched some, and it looked empty. I'm just being called ball and strikes. It looked empty.
0: Well, the way they do their ticket sales is absolutely stupid. You basically have to buy a season ticket pass, and they don't really do a lot of one-off sales, and I think that really hurt their attendance. You know, Because the Falcons, they typically draw a good crowd when they're good, and last year they really weren't good at all. Um, they did rally, I guess, but who cares That's but, uh, I care i 'm
2: still pissed. Lose yeah. those
0: stupid games anyway. Did. <laughs> did you see what uh dan quinn's new uh, t shirt slogan is for him in training camp? Is it eight and eight <laughs> if he was <laughs> it should be no
1: uh so after is the, it si- is it something that you would find at like a summer camp but at like a summer church camp like Together we are better.
0: No, this would uh this would be like this would be on uh if Anthony Fauci was asked to come up with a t-shirt. This is what it would Hold be on, like. I got it, I got it. Do something big. Mm. <laughs> do some please tell me that's not it. Come back, do something big, like go on a six-game winning streak when you already started your season one and nine. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> no, how it's...
2: about hold on, how about <laughs> Friends, family, tradition.
0: No. I'm, I'm reading off me.
2: actual summer camp like mottos. That's what these are from.
0: <laughs> 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 it, it, probably more inspiring than this if it came from like, you know, camp kumbaya. Well, I don't know. On. It's not a real camp.
2: I, I figured it out. <laughs> what is this? Right. Did you find here, the Scott. new
1: slogan for this year?
2: <laughs> the tans will fade, but the memories will last forever.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Did you say the fans will fade in the memories? Well, the no, fans the might
0: but the tans. No, if uh, we get another season of Dan Quinn, the fans might start fading. No,
2: the, the dans will fade, but <laughs> eight and eight is forever. The tans will fade. Ugh,
0: that might be the uncomfortable truth. No, the uh, the actual T-shirt is "Embrace the Space." No. Yes, Get for social here. distancing, which is a callback to his slogan that he employed after the Super Bowl loss, which was embrace the suck.
2: I, <laughs> I got to say, the embrace space. the space feels like a like marketing rebrand from WeWork before they officially go under.
1: <sighs> what in God's name does that have to do with football? Embrace the space? A spread offense. Oh, didn't think about that. Now, I mean,
2: granted, that's not what he means by it because he's like a you know defensive coach that only believes in everybody scoring no
0: points. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, uh, right. The 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 shelf life of being the greatest defensive genius in the NFL is very very short.
2: The Dan Quinn version of that product was never even made.
0: I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying they should fire Dan Quinn, but they should fire would, Dan Quinn. I'm right. saying that <laughs> they should.
2: They should have fired Dan Quinn two years ago and hired Kyle Shanahan. That's not even a hot take.
0: No, I think most fans would agree with that. He, uh...
1: San Francisco was pretty good last year. Yeah, no, we're shocker. pretty good. <laughs> he made he made, made that Jimmy Garoppolo
0: look pretty good slinging that boy. Yeah, I have a Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Yeah, Dan Quinn has done one thing well, and that was
0: hire Kyle Shanahan. That's it. This is all I have to, to move on because I'm, I'm going into the darkness now. <laughs> Well, do y'all wanna do y'all wanna stay in the good the great state of Georgia and talk about one of our other teams that let's be more homer than we already are. Right. So the Atlanta Hawks got new uniforms recently. And I'm not a huge I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I've been to a couple Hawks games and they're pretty fun when they're good and they're kind of meh when they're not. Uh,
2: right now uh, the Hawks are like super meh, but also fun
0: right they got Trey Young and he's exciting they're not a very complete team but yeah we got Trey it's it's whatever Uh, but the the Hawks have had like 25 rebrands and they're all woefully different like I even think they used Seattle Seahawks colors at one point during like the 60s and 70s where they're wearing like blue and lime green and then during the 2000s they basically stole the Braves colors because they were thinking maybe we could appeal to this Braves fan base is
1: that when they had the Mountain Dew style Hawks logo, like it was like real sharp. Edges. No,
0: no, that was uh, that was more recently. They their colors were uh, red, some thunder green, and like black, and it was kind eh, of oh, not great. Anyway, these new uniforms is basically just a callback to uh, just I don't know, they're just pretty clean. I guess I like it, but I'm uh, wondering, uh, I,
2: I think they're good, I think they're uh, really yeah. classic and keeping things very simple. If you look at all of the like favorite uniforms historically in the NBA, it's just old teams that have simple uniforms and have won a lot. Right. So just give me like good plain uniforms and put a good team out there instead of coming up with new uniforms every four years.
1: They should they should definitely keep this for at least twenty-five years. Right. They've rebranded entirely too much. My favorite but, Yeah,
2: that's what happens when, that's what happens when you want to just like spend a little bit of money on like marketing so you can sell some jerseys and sell some tickets, but not have right. to do any work or like pay good players or pay good coaches. <laughs> so
0: my favorite part of this is Go the, Hawks. the the colors have names. They're torch red, infinity black, legacy yellow, and granite gray. Uh, and they have descriptions. Can I read you off Infinity Black? This one just really uh, says it all about the Hawks. Infinity yeah. Black firms the Atlanta Hawks' bold and relentless pursuit of a championship fueled by the support of our unwavering fans and a love for our city that will never die.
2: Yeah. <sighs> relentless is- pursuit of a championship. Asterisk. Coming soon, <laughs> coming soon to an Atlanta hawks Still,
1: team. pending. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. pending. Patent pending. So uh. I work in I work in design and my favorite thing is reading shit like this because you can literally write anything. It's you can true. like we're gonna call it mega red. And the reason it's red <laughs> is because when I go down the streets of downtown Atlanta. I just see the red everywhere, and people are like, "Yeah, man, it's red." They get paid; <laughs> these these firms get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for some idiot to sit there and write this. Oh, gosh, right? Like and whoever wrote- Tor-
2: torch red is basically Kevin Herter's hair.
1: <laughs> That's the, is he the ginger on our team? Yes. Okay, I don't know the name. Granite of Granite Gray. He's
2: he's known as Red Velvet, actually
0: granite gray signifies all the granite that's been harvested from the ground of Georgia to build your favorite Confederate memorials that you're turning now.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's not what it actually says. Okay, no, no, sh- but, they,
0: but fun fact. They, I was uh, like, is that really what it says? <laughs> that probably is a little bit true, but here's a better fact. Here's a redeeming fact. the uh, The stone used to build the Lincoln Memorial was
1: granite taken from the state of Georgia. So there you have it. Boom. You better, you better hope that doesn't trend anywhere because they're going to tear, tear Lincoln's head off. You're going to have people out there magnifying glass. This is it. I found the granite. This is the granite from Georgia. This came straight off the front of Stone Mountain. This was Stonewall Jackson's ass. I knew it. Take this granite <laughs> off. This from his horse's ass.
0: <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the missing backstory between uh, our modern day reality and then the alternate reality that Mark Wahlberg stumbled into in Tim Burton's take on Planet of the Apes where he goes back, goes to the Alternate timeline. I don't
1: know. You have to go see the movie. It's whatever you do. So I think we're hasty taken out. <laughs> yeah. So we hasty. Compl- we we've, we were pretty hasty. Actually, okay. I don't, know. Okay. Okay. I don't yeah, think about we're... twenty minutes. Hey, that's hey. We did all right. So um, let's talk baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, 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 there's a sport that's playing, and I like it. I don't have to worry about when the Atlanta United are playing again because they're not playing again for weeks.
0: <laughs> you have another reason to drink between now and then. It's called the Atlanta Braves.
2: We also have a reason to celebrate, and that's called people throwing out first pitches. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Justin, you, uh, you
2: just saw this right before we started because you refused oof. to save that gold content for action I know. recording.
0: I know. But, but uh, let's,
2: let's hear your thoughts on uh,
0: Fauci's first pitch. All right. Here's what I love about these first pitches because they always get these celebrities and you're going to find out which ones uh, ever have, played baseball, ever played baseball and which ones basically went to acting school or whatever that is. They did from uh, I don't know in this case, uh, the first pitch of the season was thrown out by Anthony Fauci, a guy whom I thought was at one point going to be Time Magazine person of the year, but whatever, probably it's whatever. He might be. I don't know. What he are the throws, betting odds on that? I don't know. See, I I saw. I said that to one of my friends, and they said, no, I think it's going to be the frontline medical workers. And I was like,
1: oh, yeah, you're probably right. So just to clarify, Time Person of the Year, is it given to the most influential or just the best, the most, like, they were trying to honor somebody? I don't know. They made Hitler Time Magazine. That's why I'm, person I'm, ag- of that's year I'm asking. I know they made Hitler. So in that vein, we should just find the first person who nodded the head off a bat they should be person of the year most influential person of the year
0: uh man i'm watching this video again he's in like the 50 cent hall of fame for first pitches (laughs) it's like his arm (laughs) can only move like in 45 degree increments
1: it's because he's 80 years old y'all 50 cent was 30
0: that was bad. I mean, do you remember when people thought that Obama's was pretty bad? Granted, he did go out on the pitcher's mound basically wearing mom jeans. But, man, at least he got it kind of near the strike zone.
2: I'll be honest. If there was ever some reason why I was, like, famous enough or important enough to throw a first pitch, I'd be wearing some cleats, guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not doing that crap in tennis shoes. I don't
1: think I'd wear, I'd wear it in tennis shoes. No,
2: I wear cleats. You do tennis shoes and you try and actually throw it, you're going to slip and Has bust anyone your face. Has ever tried to underhand it? Shortly. Now, that would be funny. Hit him with a granny shot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yell out these nuts.
1: <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny.
0: I would like to see Billie Eilish throw out a first pitch eventually. I think she would either That's underhand or it. That's a musical
2: artist, right?
0: Right. she's uh she's popular with the utes she's
1: she's famous for if you feel like you can't hear what i'm saying it's because you can't and that's her songs yeah,
0: she probably the reason why you can't hear her sing is probably because her voice is being drowned in the hockey jersey she's wearing when she's recording. <laughs> so it would just be funny to see this, you know, this mass of like oversized clothing picked up at Goodwill and then suddenly a baseball emerges from it. And the catcher is probably pretty intimidating because it could come from any direction. Billie Eilish could be behind you wouldn't know. And she's the-
2: everywhere at all times. <laughs> I'm She's kidding. also partially responsible for Major League Baseball expanding the playoffs for the 2020 season. <clears throat> what did no, they get out of here? To? They expanded it to 16 teams,
1: right? 60 teams? That sounds yeah, about right.
2: Si- 60 <laughs> It feels like 60.
1: Gonna, there's a couple triple A, triple A affiliates. They're gonna make the there's playoffs.
2: 60 teams, you got some double A's squeaking in there,
1: man. Yeah, That's some true. church softball league. That's yeah, true. buddy. We need a 60th team for the South.
2: <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Can y'all call Tim? See if he play shortstop today because we're gonna be short somebody. We're playing the
1: Yankees. It's the playoffs. We got a chance if Tim would show up,
2: but we can't beat the Yankees with eight. We got to have Tim at short.
1: So I'm less stressed now about the Braves season. <laughs> yeah. So the best uh,
2: the best take I saw on this was from uh, a local Atlanta sports blogger at Fergo on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, his take was "boo."
1: <laughs> Lots of O's. Three lines. He maxed of out
0: his character limit just on O's. That's impressive.
2: Ooh. Oh, oh
1: no. Scott. <laughs> If our pitching situation,
0: our pitching Um, situation
1: must not uh, inspire him.
0: Well,
2: not inspire him must
1: not uh, give him pause.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? The sixty game season is going to be weird, but like one of the things that was sort of unique about it was, hey, with only sixty games, like every game and every series counts so much. It's true. Now and now it doesn't because you just have to win your division. Or finish second. Or if you don't finish first or second, you can get one of the multiple wild cards for your league.
1: Yeah, I never thought so of that That's like, a good point.
2: Yeah, and Now it's like, okay, what's the scenario where the Braves go like 25 and 35? Sure, in that scenario, they might not make the playoffs.
1: They probably won't go 25 and 35, though. It, exactly. Oh, you hope not. <laughs> so no. it's just one if of those
2: things a- where you're like, yeah. okay, this whole season doesn't count. It's just a warm-up for the playoff
1: but we have a 60 game like 3 month warm up. 60 game sprint. I need to hear another but, sports commentator call it a sprint cuz I haven't heard that enough. But it's not a sprint anymore. It's a light jog. Are we light jogging now?
2: Yeah, we just doing some stretching, you know. But. <laughs> I, uh,
1: Whatever. I like Baseball
2: how- is run by itchets
0: It is. I love how quickly people turned on the umpires, you know, and there's it's they probably feel probably feels really nice that there's
1: no fans in there to say, you suck, blue. What kind of strike is that? So there's a, there's a, I think I sent this over. I think I set this in for, for today's podcast. So i let me, let me talk about it because I, I don't know why it struck me, but I was crying laughing. So Angel <laughs> Hernandez is infamous for probably being one of the worst. Yeah, Like he's having not one good, of the worst strike zones. For sure. Worst strike zones ever. And uh one of the first games back, I think the Phillies, excuse me, the Nationals were playing the, the Yankees in like one of the very first series, and he was behind the plate. And uh, I don't know who's pitching for the Yankees, but he rings up Howie Kendrick on a slider outside, way outside, calls it a strike and rings him up. And what cracked me up is Somebody posted Angel Hernandez behind the plate in a Yankees game. I don't know when this was, last year maybe. They we were playing Toronto. And this bro rears back, and he throws a 90 mile an hour fastball straight down the middle. Down the middle. And he holds it up and goes – Ball. Ball one. That's another ball one. And my favorite thing is the pitcher, the Yankees pitcher on the mound, is just standing there staring at him going, are you freaking kidding me? I just threw the ball
2: straight down the middle. i was I, I'm watching ball. it right now. It's so bad. It's like,
1: he's it's, it's just like, uh, what?
2: The catcher, the catcher goes to throw it back and then realizes mid-throw that it's called a ball. And he like stops and pauses and just turns around completely confused.
1: Yeah, he goes, Uh, Excuse me, sir. Did you just say ball? Right. The one, the original
0: gif of the one he calls a strike is basically on the catcher's opposite shoulder way over the line. (laughs) And then the second one, it's basically hitting his belly button. It's pretty bad. But maybe, maybe Angel Hernandez knows something that other empires and fans of the game don't know. And that's maybe that the strike zone is just a living and breathing space, always changing its shape, contorting into new things, constantly destroying and recreating itself in just, you know, just an active, you know.
1: That sounds very intense.
0: Beauty.
2: I just, just can't, can't wait. Beautiful. He's just a big fan of social distancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, that ball was six feet away from you. That's a strike. I can't wait for the technology where we don't need an umpire. Just Replace like, them. Yeah, yes. it's just like computers or AI or whatever you want to call it. Do it. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: care if they Skynet us. It just has to happen if we're going to have baseball. They're we like, might have people, but we'll have better baseball.
1: The they might not have more baseball, but we will have bad results and will, track the, calls. Will, the, will the purists <laughs> throw down with the same zeal that they did when the NL got the DH? Holy cow, those people were pissed. And now I've, I've seen so many tweets. I'm like, anybody missing that pitcher hidden? And everyone's like, not really,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> not at all, not even
0: a little bit. Yo, so speaking about uh some other baseball related news i'm sure you guys heard about joe kelly intentionally who targeting who is joe kelly joe kelly is a pitcher for the los LA, angeles dodgers right the la dodgers and they recently had a game joe kelly uh and i want <laughs> joe kelly made some uh, <laughs> how many times can i say joe kelly do you think before oh i God. actually know are we,
2: are we talking about joe kelly <laughs> see these see these tds joe kelly <laughs>
0: <laughs> joe kelly uh made some moves he uh, he hit Alex Bregman and later taunted Carlos Carrera. So he oh, did I watched... he hit
1: Bregman or just throw behind Bregman?
0: Oh head? no, he freaking nailed him. <laughs> the funny thing is he blew. He ran up the count three nothing with some really just crazy pitches. So I'm pretty sure he knew it was coming, or he planned it. And uh, man, he destroyed him.
1: Oh, jeez!
0: And uh, I think he did the same thing with Carrera. He did strike out. Uh, Carlos Carrera, and some sources said that he gave him like a like a nasty smirk. I'm reading it from TMZ, and TMZ reports that he shouted, "Nice swing, bitch." <laughs>
1: <laughs> if ESPN, if ESPN, this guy's, this guy's my hero. <laughs> if
0: ESPN is C-SPAN, then TMZ is probably like going to the cockfighting league down the street from your house. I don't know. So I'm looking at Hey, that's
2: no laughing matter. I have an extended family member that has done multiple jail scents for cockfighting. I'll have to know. I'm sorry, Scott. I never met the guy.
1: the uh he didn't come I'm looking in on the at, action so i know i'm looking this. at i i'm looking at a gif of joe kelly making the face coming off the field and the fact that he got suspended for making this face is <laughs> hilarious because i'm pretty sure i've seen like five-year-olds make this face at other <laughs> five-year-olds on the playground it's like ooh, did somebody get upset that they struck out mm, he kind of pokes his patty bottom lip out at him he got suspended for this now he gets suspended he got
0: suspended eight games which is i don't that's That's a lot of games for a 60-game season. That is a lot of games. Yeah, Ken Rosenthal went ahead and did the math for us, so we didn't have to. And he basically said that's the equivalent of a 22-game suspension in a regular For a face? Right. (laughs) Just poking up that puppy lip and tongue. (laughs) So, wait, was it just for the face? I thought he got suspended for the deliberate hitting. Suspended oh. for giving someone a look.
2: I don't think.
1: Zoic, I, I really Scoob. don't think he. <laughs> face?
2: I don't know. He got suspended a long time. And nobody on the Astros who <laughs> were found guilty for cheating to help win the World Series got suspended at all. But Ooh. if you look at somebody funny, you're suspended Ooh. for like
1: a quarter of the season. Ooh. So, so this is a great take by Ken Rosenthal doing the math for us. Because 22 game suspension is incredibly harsh. It is hard. I mean, he may as well have done some some like super illegal performance enhancing drugs, he gotten probably close to the same suspension.
2: Yeah, people have like murdered people and got suspended for less games than that. <laughs> oh, did
1: you get a DUI? Uh, it uh, five game suspension. You'll miss two starts if you're sure. a <laughs> pitcher. Um, so before, so right before we started recording, um, my buddy Corey, good friend Corey, sent me a uh, screen grab or excuse me sent me a tweet of a screenshot of uh joe kelly's instagram yeah and this guy is my new favorite baseball player y'all it's gonna be list is gonna be trevor bauer joe kelly and ronald Cunha. um hey this is um a picture of uh well, I'll save the picture for later. No, I'll take the picture first. It's Joe Kelly holding his children, except he has photoshopped the faces of three Astros players on there. One of them is Jose Altuve, I'm pretty sure, and Bregman, I think, is the other. Uh, That's not photoshopping Altuve's face onto a child. That's just an Altuve. That's just an Altuve. Video. Yeah. Joe Kelly in the caption says this Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> With the suspension I received from the at MLB Tags Baseball, and this just to make sure, for my actions on Tuesday, I'd like to apologize, dot, 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 to absolutely nobody. The Astros are hiding in their dugouts because I'm suspended. <laughs> just wait to like it out. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like That's hashtag free Joe Kelly,
1: hashtag apology, hashtag crybaby Korea, this hashtag Joe Kelly Fight Club, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Houston Ass clowns, hashtag Joe Kelly for President 2020, <laughs> hashtag Korea sucks, hashtag Altuve sucks, hashtag Bregman sucks. Oh, that oh was Oh my weak.
2: gosh. Golly.
1: This guy is freaking amazing. I
2: love them. Does he run his own account or does he pay an actual professional for that? Because that feels like a professional 17 year old somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe <laughs> Kelly if you have a nephew who's doing this for you or a niece, don't want to discriminate. Double um, their pay. Lest yeah, double their pay. Let people know good work shouldn't go unnoticed, it shouldn't go unpaid for okay. either.
1: It sounds like the work of like an idiot younger brother or idiot cousin is like, I got the perfect idea. Him and your father like,
2: "No, no, no, don't send that." <laughs> <laughs> well, you can like find out the but We gonna be living on the streets.
1: I mean, if he got suspended eight eight games for making a face, I probably is gonna get fined. The new no fun league here. I know
0: this is jumping the order, but I feel like this is the best time to give us a take that's gonna unite us because I already feel like we've been united already.
1: Okay, do it. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna. All right, we're just gonna insert takes that unite us wherever we want. We're going to feel the catharsis of unity right now.
0: In these troubling times, when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium-rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow, we need a sports take to bring us back together. Now, more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. Alright, so this take that unites us comes to us from Sam Miller. He is a writer for ESPN.com, and there's a lot of a lot of things that people are bemoaning about You know, the reality of baseball, it's great that we're having it. Sucks that there's no fans there. Uh, Here's a unifying take from Sam Miller. I think this is one of the greatest tragedies of having socially distant baseball. This What we lose when we can't boo the Astros on opening day.
2: (laughs) How do we start a petition for them to, like, pipe in live fans booing from home? Because that's what I always thought they should have done with the audio is, like, Every season ticket holder, whoever like, you know, would have been at these games. Just like let them have like a live feed of their mic, and you just like blend all the noise together and pipe it into the broadcast, right? So you're not going to hear somebody out there yelling like, you know, testicles because they think it's funny or something. Like, you know, you blend it all or whatever, right? Mix it all together. Yeah, just do that. Then we get to hear all the actual fans booing Houston at home. You can I even charge you.
1: extra. I get, Unfortunately. It is true, we can't boom this season, but I guarantee you there's gonna be some booing happening next season. Right. Even baseball fans are gonna forget, heck, right. know, I'm gonna find the me and my boss at work had the Houston Braves date in Atlanta circled. And we're like, we're going to this game. It was, I think, like the the daytime like office manager special or whatever, where like basically people go there and have business meetings while watching a baseball game. It was like the one o'clock start on a Thursday. I'm like, we're gonna go to this game, we're gonna take trash cans and we're gonna boo because that's right. what you do. And I, yeah. I, I, we're going to probably do that next next year. I don't see oh, why yeah. not.
0: I think it just delays the inevitable because I think people are pissed. And also, uh, I think this, this is a sports podcast for the outrage era. People really like being outraged. And this is as good opportunity to be outraged in sports as you're ever going to get. I do have a great... It's an excellent
1: uh, reason to be outraged. Right. I want So,
2: hot take here, I'm not actually mad at the Astros. I don't really care. Oh,
0: this is interesting.
2: But... That being said, I will still happily boo the piss out of them again. Because <laughs> booing people and booing teams is fun as hell.
0: It is. And most of this article is just a love letter to the practice of booing. Can I kind of read here's a here's my favorite bit of the article. <sighs> a good loud boo <laughs> like a boo. coke
2: advertisement.
0: Right. But a good loud boo knocks the I'm gonna say this in the my, my advertising. Voice, but a good loud boo knocks that glitzy facade down, takes a space that claims to be sacred and breaks it up with loud, clear disgust. A boo carries to thousands of ears, even across thousands of miles, and lives in the permanent recording with the other sounds of the game. Also, a boo is almost totally impregnable. A handful of boos can be picked up out of thousands of people cheering. A team might take your sign they'll never take away your booze.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's wonderful. I feel like you're about to sell me like wartime bonds or something like that. Seriously.
1: No, I don't have like an emotional reaction with the Astros. Like, I'm not like they don't get my I, blood boiling. I didn't However, care that bad. If I, I don't really need that much of a reason to boo the other team. So when oh, yeah. you give me like a great reason, Oh, absolutely. boo. Uh, I pay my money. I'll boo. Oh, oh yeah. don't you care about the players? Some of those players were not on the team. Tough shit. Right. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> and they signed up for the booze.
0: That's that's the cost of doing business in the MLB. Facing uh, them booze.
2: Real quick in the MLB, one last thing that needs to be booed was the MLB bold prediction for the National League East, which was that Braves for the Braves, this is the year Braves fans will finally fall in love with Ronald Acuna Jr.
1: Uh, <sighs> I yeah literally fell out of my chair when I read this. Instantly sent it to everyone. I said, "Y'all, this is the reason this show was created. What? Why we needed to talk about this." I don't know who listens to the Platinum Sombrero podcast, the TPS. I don't even know what the hell. I guess they're a Braves well, pod. There's no way they're a Braves yeah, podcast. They were making fun of it. They like retweeted. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They tweeted who, who the said image. it. And it's from, like, the apologize, TPS. main
2: ESPN whatever, like, C. Oh, this sounds like articles. an
1: ESPN take. It's yeah. It, I'm glad he screen-capped. It's
2: obviously written by somebody who's a Nationals fan or something.
1: Yeah, don't give them that exposure. Here, I'll, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They screen-capped it so we don't give them the clicks, which is beautiful. Um, okay, let me read it. National League East, this is the year the Braves fan finally fall in love with Ronald Cunha. You would think this would have already happened, considering he's Ronald Acuna Jr., who wrote this i continue but there are many grumblings during the there were many grumblings during the nl division series last year this year he erases any memories of casual casual jaunts to first base i can pretty much guarantee you that when we were getting blown out in game five here at in atlanta i was not upset with ronald acuna sauntering to first base i'm pretty sure Braves country was upset with Mike Fultonavich for giving R. up ten R. runs. R.I.P. Mikey. R.I.P. Good. Riddance Sorry, Mike. For giving up ten runs in an inning. Well,
2: recording in a whole help. inning. Yeah, he didn't get an inning. He got credit
1: for zero plus. Yeah, yeah. This is the worst take I've ever read. God, ESPN is garbage. ESPN is garbage, y'all. ESPN what is garbage. Wormhole.
0: That opened up between Jupiter and Saturn and leaked this take out of the multiverse into ours. Yeah,
1: on Earth, well, so- on Earth six thirty three, Acuna is not good yet, but on our Earth, which is like Earth four three four, Acuna is already good. So maybe this take came from another multiverse Earth or something. <laughs> Accidentally come, crossed over.
0: It probably comes from the same universe where uh, Ed Norton got to play the Incredible Hulk through all the Avengers movies, and people are like, "So uh, what?" <laughs> anyway,
2: th- there are some fans that, you know, get mad at Acuna, right? But by and large, he's still a fan favorite. You know, oh, him and Freddie are the two fan favorites. Were people mad at both of them in the he playoffs last 40, year? 40 yes. season
1: last year.
0: That's definitely a take that unites us Braves fans. I don't know I, what Braves I, fans I, these I guys are talking to about. I
1: to this podcast because I thought they did it. God, it's so bad.
0: All right. Well do we feel united enough? Do we feel united today?
1: <sighs> yes.
0: Like, oh yeah. Do you feel Atlanta United or just you know?
1: I don't think anybody's feeling Atlanta United right now. I don't even think it. I don't All think right. the players are feeling Atlanta united right let's now. Let's just
0: feel let's just leave it at United
1: and <laughs> take that united. All is right. Man United good these days? We could be Man United. Hey, I'll that's talk Man I United. Man United is a, a team on the rise. They signed a couple of players. They got their World Cup champion Pogba finally playing and not tweeting or whatever. I'm does. not a,
0: I'm not the biggest fan of the Premier League. And by that, I mean, I don't really follow it. But my conception of Man U is that they're basically the New York Yankees <laughs> that's of a, English uh, club That's soccer. just an
1: old school perception. Okay. Man, Man U is easy team to hate because they won so many times in a row. And that way, they are like the Yankees. But nowadays, people will say that they're like needs they to spend a lot of money. Uh, you got to spend a lot of money to win. There is not a team that's like not spending a lot of money that's winning. That's not a thing.
2: Yeah, Justin, maybe a more accurate comparison for this is when Man U's like heyday, which you know was now maybe almost a decade ago. I don't know, but they had yeah, like a I'd say 10, it probably ended
1: about eight years ago.
2: Yeah, but they had, like, a 10-, 15-, 20-year run of just, you know, consistently always being at the top. It was probably more akin to, like, the San Antonio Spurs or something like that. Where it's, like, you have a good coach, you have a good organization, you have a good system, you have good players. You're just, like, top to bottom really good and really stable and really consistent. Or, you know, like the Patriots with Brady and Belichick, something more like that, right? Where it's, like... Yeah, they did a lot of things well, top to bottom, and
0: the result was there. rising really upstarts. Yeah, those rising upstarts.
1: Right. So they have they have floundered a little bit uh, past several years. <laughs> However, we finished third in the Premier League. Or, or We've we make, finished Europe. Yeah, I'm the only one. World? I'm a menu fan. Fi- yeah, I'm a Man U fan. I'll admit it. I don't okay. care. I think we finished fourth. I'm sorry. I think Chelsea finished third. I can't remember. I watched the last day of the games, and I can't remember. Um. The reason they did so well is they have this attacking trio up front. uh, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, and uh, the newcomer on the scene, a rookie named um, Greenwood. And uh, each one of them scored about 17 goals each, something like that. They all had around a total that added up to about 50 or 60 if you add them all together. Like, they're they're killing the game. And uh, we got a midfield behind them that's supporting them well. A lot of people don't like our keeper, David De Gea, anymore. So... I think he's fine, but... He's got to be real old. Uh, I think he's like 31, 32. He got, what? He no started way. Pretty, he started really young.
2: Yeah, like age 12?
1: No, uh, I think he... In Spain, I think he started... So, he
2: like, like Chinese
0: Olympic <laughs> gymnastic age?
2: Yeah, he's 29.
1: Yeah, he's I never, must have
2: been thinking of the guy before him.
1: I don't know. But uh, they probably need to sign another midfielder and defender. But uh, yeah, honestly nowadays I have the luxury of rooting for multiple teams in England because I don't live in England. I root for Chelsea just because Pulisic is on there. See, I was and as I soon heard. as they pull Pulisic off the field, I change the channel. <laughs> that's <laughs> as far as what Chelsea <laughs> Love goes. I would like to get
0: more into soccer, and I think if I did, I'd like to have a team in the Premier League that I root for. And I think it's probably between Arsenal and Chelsea. And it's only because Arsenal I love their their logos. Listen, that logo is freaking boss. I'm Just root for a cannon.
1: Arso. Don't root for Arsenal. Uh, root for Chelsea. At least they're like run the... by like a real, like a like a real ass Bond villain in Abramovich. <laughs> <laughs> in. Hey, that sounds cool. Yeah, root for Chelsea. Very fun. Just
2: wait until he starts monologuing and it costs you the game.
0: <laughs> Does he start petting a cat on the sideline menacingly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, my strikers. strikers. We can talk college football.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk college football. I think our people yeah. like that. So, Maybe. Scott, you sent a really cool article from Bruce Feldman at The Athletic. Could you uh, – did you read yeah. it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was really interesting. It's just sort of one of those uh, things where, yeah, it's not like the first thing you think about, the first response you have when you think about, oh, what's COVID-19 going to do to sports, you know, and all these different seasons. So you had a whole article about uh, who takes over if your head coach has to quarantine in a season. Most of these coaches are not young. A lot of them are not in great shape. A lot of them, you know, who knows about their health? They're too busy recruiting. Like, they're not paying any attention to that. Um, You know, they're old. They might be at risk. So, if they get sick, they're going to be quarantined and hopefully not dead. During that time, who takes over? And uh, based on how some of the numbers look, it wouldn't be a surprise if, you know, you have like championships decided by you know like offensive line coaches as the acting head coach and nonsense like that it's pretty yeah. interesting
0: i don't know what yeah i can only the only team whose leadership structure i really know that well is you know georgia's our own team um i think before our offensive line coach it would have before he left to be the head coach of Arkansas. It for sure would have been him. I don't know.
2: It, it would it be the now. new, it would be the new O-line coach as well. Probably.
0: Oh yeah. That's right. Cause that's, that's Matt Luke who was at Old yeah. Miss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he has head coaching experience. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing too, is if people, when you run into an issue like, Hey, you can promote a coordinator to head coach, but then you also have to fill that whole coordinator position. So now you kind of have like two coaches way out of position at really big spots. Right. Yeah. So sometimes people will be like, okay, well, let's get, you know, the D line coach or the O line coach or somebody who maybe doesn't have as much game day responsibility. Not that they obviously have none, but you know, you can find somebody to help out with the offensive line or the defensive line on game day. That doesn't have to worry about calling plays and be the head coach. That kind of stuff.
0: I know big time programs like Alabama, Clemson, even Georgia in, you know, in Ohio state, I know they have, they hire these, you know, this is an air quotes analysts, basically yeah. overqualified people who aren't official on the coaching staff who just do like a lot of the legwork they can pull from those. My feeling is most schools would have to turn to like graduate assistants, which could be interesting.
1: So I think this is going to lead to more coaching from, uh, hospital beds a la Hugh freeze last year,
2: <laughs> man, that crap was just pure gold.
1: Right. Right. Like, like they're going to get if, one.
2: If that was in a movie about like high school sports or something, high school football, cause nobody does college football movies. If that was in a high school football movie, you would watch that and think this is absurd. No one would ever let this happen in real life. And,
1: and yet, uh, yet. And they're going to find one mega donor with a box seat with a nice view and like, will you give up part of your box seat for the head coach to sit in this wheelchair with a headset on and coach your team? I'm like, well, of course. Bring him right in. We'll make sure he's got everything he needs. They would be auctioning off the rights to let the head coach come sit in your room You're in your wrong. box. They would absolutely do that. Be like, I'll I'll put up fifty thousand dollars right now, old we'll coach. So social distance. We'll make sure you got masks in here. We make sure you got water. You can ask we'll, old coach. We'll give, the you old a COVID days. Te- we'll give you a COVID test every quarter. <laughs> we can get That's I got a guy so I got a guy who gets results in 15 minutes flat.
0: <laughs> he takes it down to the, the, the Rite aid. Or no, he takes it to the quick trip. A he just, quick trip he just got a real
2: kit. good sense of smell, you know.
0: He just <laughs> got the nose. Oh, I got a COVID dog. COVID something I can smell. <laughs> I got a COVID house. <laughs> Owen hound and bred to sniff out the novel Spike, coronavirus.
1: Spike here can sniff out COVID. I've seen <laughs> him I've seen him sniff out a twelve point buck. He can sniff out COVID. <laughs> Nobody uses dogs
2: to
0: deer hunt. I don't know. it's dumb. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, man. Uh yeah, that was a really interesting I wish I had the athletic. Then I would totally read that, but some I point ain't.
2: during the pandemic they gave out like a ninety-day free trial, so that's how your boy got it.
1: Yeah, I did see it on sale again recently, though. You should check that out, Justin.
0: That way I can also read all of those articles that Jeff Schultz like, hey, go check out my article. Go read my You'd column. you like to
1: know what I have to say? Read the article. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't
2: read his stuff that much. He's okay.
0: But, but everybody else. I, I enjoyed him. He was at AJC, but it wasn't like head-turning stuff. I said that last week. Um, Moving he, on. Jonathan, you sent a really interesting take from, uh, oh, from, from a Pollock. former dog, good old David Pollock college game day host
1: yeah he basically uh interesting um move so fbs is football bowl subdivision correct and that's where all the big dogs are at yes. fcs and the
2: medium dogs uh, and
1: the medium dog and some small dogs <laughs> but uh fcs is right under that correct yes um basically he, he was saying that what if fcs moved their football season to spring permanently so, I guess so that that's what they're up. planning to do right. for
2: 2021.
1: Yeah. For 2021 because of COVID. And he was saying, man, it'd be cool to have it permanently because then you can essentially have football almost year-round. Because as soon as the FBS, the upper division, finishes, you move on to FCS. And FCS has a really cool playoff format. They do. It could be really fun. Uh, if you're a gambling person, you're all about this.
2: Yeah, and part of the argument, I don't know if he, he mentioned it, but part of the argument from some people was – it would get way better ratings than any like you know Arena League or XFL that's or true. you know the other more recent was it AFL and uh, <clears throat> XFL two whatever they called it.
1: I feel bad for XFL two They really were starting yeah. something and then a the global pandemic hit and they're like, all right, there's not going to be a three Let's just let's just call this off. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: that's a wrap. We gave that's it a, a try, wrap,
1: folks. So I
2: think yeah. it's a that's a great take from Pollock. It's a super cool idea. The only thing that's difficult about it is because the FCS has, you know, so many teams to pull from, most of them don't have many NFL players at all. But you do still have some, like, legit serious NFL players playing for at that sure. level. Yeah. So, didn't, you know, like Carson Wentz, for example.
1: Well, and the guy, the quarterback for the Ravens. Jeff Lacco, yeah, he played at Delaware. Jeff Lacco, he played at yeah. Delaware, right?
2: So guys like that, you know, they'll be playing their senior season or their senior season playoffs after the NFL draft. So that's a little that, different, but not that the gets worst. a little weird. It yeah, it's not the worst, but it'll it'll be a little weird. <clears throat> it'll be a little weird when you have like a, somebody thinking about drafting a quarterback in the top five, and you draft him, and then say, "Hey, but you have to sit out your senior season."
0: Yeah. If they could figure out a way to wrap up the season before I guess Combine, but that'd be hard. Like maybe if they started it in like October, November and then concluded in like March. Maybe. I don't know. It yeah. I feel like the fans of those schools probably appreciate being able to watch their football in the fall because there's some really like there are some very devoted FCS fan bases out there. You don't ever hear about, it, but some people really like those teams, like I know north Dakota north <laughs> north, north
1: Dakota north Dakota, Dakota.
0: <laughs> North Dakota state, which is I think where Carson Wentz went they are, they are, they crush it usually um and a lot of these schools, but a lot of these schools they were super serious about it. they've been joining the group of five conferences like Georgia Southern was mm-hmm. there, and so was app State.
2: Though teams like that may get uh, bumped on back down to the lower levels in the near future with uh, the SEC and the ACC and a lot of conferences now going to conference-only schedules, yeah. right? That kills some uh, group of five paydays real quick. Messes yeah. with some budgets.
0: You know what I love that was kind of the big elephant in the room when basically all the conferences decided that was, so what's Notre Dame going to do? our favorite independent college football program.
1: They are so annoying.
0: They are pretty annoying, but they're going to, they figure it out a short-term solution to the problems. They're basic. The ACC is basically letting them come over and play. Because the ACC
2: has one good team and they need some other teams. (laughs)
0: Right, and we're all tired of Davos Winnie's Taylor Swift act, where he pretends like he's surprised every time he sees a crowd of cheering fans.
1: Is this like a parent throwing a birthday party for their kid, and they've invited all his friends over and realized that all of them suck, so he goes what? finds the one really rich lonely kid to come to the party to make it cool? Is that this like, or, like this will be a good present. He's rich, right? He'll he'll bring a good gift, but like he's gotta be you know. He's not going to be fun to be around. And the kid needs to be there for like a reason. Don't know why. This is where, like, you should be like, oh, we'll just join the damn conference, Notre Dame. Well, right. I, here's what I think could happen. I think because for, for a long time, Notre
0: Dame has kind of been eating its cake and getting to have it too by playing. And as we know right
2: now, everything is cake.
0: Right. It's true. Let them eat it, I say. <laughs> but I'm they, afraid. They
1: play ACC scheduling basketball, right?
0: They do. This, in football, they're the only ones that... That's the only sport that they're not uh, affiliated to the ACC with. And the reason why is because they have a really sweet TV deal with NBC. And they're not going to let go of that money. And they get to do it. They don't have to share it with anyone else in their conference. Like, when a conference does a TV deal, it gets shared amongst the schools. But they don't have to do that. And they get a, a crap ton of money for doing it. But I'm thinking that... They might be dangerously close to, you know, basically having to forfeit that because it might be one of those situations where people say, Oh, this made the ACC a much better conference to watch. Also, Notre Dame doesn't get to cherry pick its schedule. They do get to play a lot of cream puffs, to be fair, but it's very consistent and we're not always scratching our head every consistent year. Cream puffs. Right, we're not scratching our head wondering how good Notre Dame actually is. Every like we already have, like we've been doing for what seems like twenty years.
2: I haven't been that confused. It's really easy. They're good, but not great. Next. Right.
1: <laughs> they will be eligible for the ACC championship game, so they could actually win an ACC title and not be in the ACC. Uh, <laughs> they'll
2: just lose to Clemson, but yeah. it means that they won't have to lose to Clemson in the playoff. A lot
0: of assumptions. I just made a lot of assumptions. I think it'll be mutually beneficial, not just for not just for Notre Dame, not just for Clemson, but for the fans of college football who don't really like Notre Dame. I think it's going to be great for them. Uh, I do like that. The sec is joining the conference only crowd. Um, One thing um, I don't, one thing I hope that holds over from this is I hope the sec will expand to a nine game conference schedule every year. Um, I I don't really care for matchups with Sisters of the Poor or whoever else it is.
1: It does feel like there's one too many, like Louisiana Lafayette, UL Monroe, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's easy.
2: Somebody needs to just regulate Power Five scheduling. It's not that hard. But eight Scott. conference, eight conference games, two non-conference games against P5 schools, one non-conference game against the G5. One non conference game against an FCS.
0: But Scott, isn't that what the NCAA is for?
2: No, the NCAA <laughs> is for sitting in a room with ill fitting suits making fart noises.
1: Therefore, making quarterbacks instantly eligible in transfer and making yes. other positions sit out of here. As yes. is
0: tradition. As
2: this is tradition. the rule. So say we all. Uh, so say we all. So we have here on our list of things to talk about. Uh Dan Walken can't stop being Dan Walken. The Walken
0: has spoken.
2: I would like to make a proposal to just leave it at that because he's just tired, man.
0: <laughs> can I can I just explain I can't it? do it. I can't can, do it. Can I explain to our listeners what has happened with Dan Walken? <sighs> I'll do it as a hate. This is like a bonus hazy take. So Dan Wilkin for the whole pandemic has been complaining about how we were going to go ahead with sports, which I think he was cool with. But we have to have the testing. We need to be testing. Now we have enough testing supplies to basically test all these, every player in every sport, multiple times a week. And he's saying, maybe we shouldn't be giving all these testing supplies. Shouldn't we be giving these to the American people? It's like, Dan, you got your wish. You can be happy. Stop. <laughs> And no. they are, are and I you know, maybe he's got a point. I don't think he does because he does admit in the same article that the United States is testing about eight hundred thousand people a day. So it doesn't sound like we're at a shortage for materials. And if the sports teams are buying them, that sounds like, you know, it's mutually beneficial for sports and the healthcare industry. But, anyway, but
2: Dan Dan got a dan.
0: Dan's got a dan. I did like the comments responding. Okay.
2: One of the comments was really good. You know, you get this thing where sports reporters right now are saying, you know, whatever reporting, hey, you know, the season could be canceled or this might happen, etc. And everybody says, this person hates sports. Why don't you like sports? Blah, blah, blah. And like that's pretty dumb. These people probably would like to stay employed. And like they cover sports for a living. So they actually like sports, right? But anyway, so somebody comments that, oh, Dan hates sports. And it's like, okay, well, that's dumb. Whatever. But the response that you're talking about. Dan hates sports, life, kittens, old people, t-shirts that fit and apple pie. And it's the t-shirts that fit. Right. That really drives it home. I'm I'm looking
0: at
1: his Henley t-shirt <laughs> he's wearing. Looks like he took a nice trip to Europe.
0: Spoiler,
2: uh, it doesn't fit.
1: No, he spoiler gets, spoiler No. We, we can tell the temperature it was in Europe because his nipples are telling us it's a cold yeah, day. That's,
2: yeah, it's like fifty-two. We I got think diamonds, I even see baby.
0: some nipple hairs poking out of that shirt. Uh Sorry, right. oh, man. man. I hope Dan. Will, I hope uh, man. If we ever asked Dan Wilkin to be a guest on our show, I hope he'd be nice to us. We, we have not. Very, we we've definitely not been nice to
1: him. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Art. We're a shirt that fits.
0: Wolken has spoken. Dan Wolken, cardinal of the Twitter Inquisition. I have spoken. <laughs> this thing is now bad.
2: Hey, can we can we finish this thing off with a uh, another throwback video game?
0: Oh man, I've missed this segment. I was uh, this was thrown the last minute. I haven't played this game, but I have watched it a considerable amount on YouTube, and it's it's great. So uh, it's Pigskin 621 AD. It was uh, an arcade game later marketed on the Sega Genesis, retitled uh, Jerry Glanville's Pigskin Foot Brawl.
1: <laughs> Jerry Glanville,
0: <laughs> talking about foot brawl. Jerry, Jerry if, you, if you don't know, was uh, one of the most Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Falcons coaches of all time. And by that, I mean, uh, remarkably mediocre, but had really interesting uh, quirks, sort of uh, Dan Quinn, precursor to Dan Quinn, if you will. He was famous for wearing uh, like cowboy boots and belt buckles, and he always would reserve tickets for Elvis Presley at home games. But I digress. Um, he
2: He also had a phenomenal quote to a referee. It's like legendary for missing a call. What the, was it? He said, this isn't college. You're not at homecoming. This is NFL. What stands for not for long when you make them effing calls.
1: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: he, he knew he was not for long for the NFL either. It
2: was, it was a first year referee who had been in college the previous year. So it was like, oh, he had done his research burned. before he
1: trashed this he, referee He scorched earth that dude. Oh my gosh. So, you know
0: how foot, you know how people are always talking about taking out uh, kickoff returns in football, you know, because the danger it presents to the game, you know, players colliding.
2: Please tell me this is just
0: one big kick return. It is one kick. <laughs> it is one big kick return, Scott. And I'm going to see one. It takes place in the year 16, uh, 621 A.D. Your, oh, spoilers. Your team, right. Your uh your team names are like the Vikings and, you know. Except they're actually Vikings, literal Vikings. So (laughs) you have a five man team basically just doing a kick return. The object of carrying, you have the object of carrying a football over the opposing team's goal line. The playing area is littered with hazards such as pits, bushes, and logs. It also has uh, weapons on the field like axes, maces, nooses. Nooses? Yeah, does it really say nooses? It, it says nooses, scythes, spears, swords, and torches. I'm reading this off the Wikipedia page. So
2: I also see a note here. It says, having a concealed weapon greatly increases the team's chance of gaining or retaining possession.
1: So Just like in real life.
0: Right. So <laughs> this is a, well, who is it? Plexico Burris. This is like his kind of football. Sealed <laughs> weapons? Sign me oh, up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I missed this before. It gets even better. So,
2: you know how, like in Mario Kart or some nonsense like that, if you're in like last place, the game basically like cheats to help you out, right? Yeah, right.
1: You use Spike Shell or like.
2: Yeah. This game is super, super blatant. Listen to this. If one team gets too far behind in the score in the second half, a computer controlled troll is added to the losing <laughs> side to help even the odds and behaves more aggressively than regular players. This troll is so ahead of its points. time. Up to two trolls can be in play at a time during a standard game. <laughs>
1: That's freaking amazing.
0: Man, you have an, there's an option in the game called a troll bowl. If yeah, players selected will face an entire team of trolls with only human players. <laughs> yeah, if you're
2: <laughs> even if you have the cheat troll on your team um, and you're still getting
1: pounded, it gives you an option to switch to an all troll team. They should recreate this, except base it on social media and Twitter. And so the trolls, yes, are like, trolls or Twitter trolls, oh, and like so good, like the players are like. Legitimate. Well, you
2: unlocked Clay Travis.
1: <laughs> you, you unlocked Clay Travis. Oh my God! How's this game not being made? <laughs> he's he's extremely
2: powerful. He's broken,
1: right? Man, and then when you sounds... want to like cause chaos, Donald Trump tweet. Ah, oh, everyone goes scattering. <laughs> it's like the lightning thing on Mario Kart. Everyone gets struck. It's like, oh dang it, man. This is
0: better than Madden. I played Madden recently. It's cool, all, but like, I don't know. It's just too realistic. Like, there's no weapons. Also, the defensive backs make realistic angles on the ball and linebackers aren't jumping 30 feet in the air to intercept a pass. Where's that? There's no trolls. No trolls. No No trolls. trolls.
2: Look, pigskin 621 AD, trolls? Yes. Madden trolls? No. Right. That's all you need to know.
0: Tell the people. And this has really simple control, so anyone can play. It has two even trolls, a punch button, (laughs) and a button for selecting the team's strategy block scatter and bad attitude (laughs) (laughs) bad attitude
2: (laughs) strategy I love this game
1: I believe we have reached the end of the show I don't know why I'm talking this way that's going to do it for us this week au revoir and have a great time watching a bunch of really rich people play in empty stadiums until next time. Thank you again for
0: listening to Let That Me Takes. We hope you had fun today. Listen, if you like this show, why don't you head over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and why don't you give us a nice rating and review. We don't care what you put there. You can even leave your sitcom treatment in the review, and I think it'll do the job quite nicely. Also, if you want to interact with us and give us your take or tell us why ours are stupid, you can go find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Let Them Eat Takes and on Twitter at Eat Takes Pod. See you next time.